Hey, this is Rachel True, and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Honestly, man, this record from Skype function is fucking awesome. Like, just ima- imagine, too, like, let's just say, for instance, something comes up and we really, really want to be able to record something, and one of us is not at home or at our computer. You literally, as long as you got a set of headphones, can plug into your uh, Skype on your phone and do it from there and still record it. And it and it sounds just as good as what we were doing before. Yep. Technology's great. It really is, I've, man. I've literally been telling everybody because I've had a ton of people just post randomly on Facebook talking about like, oh, hey, I want to start a podcast, but I don't know what to do and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, do you have Skype? Because it's literally that easy. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's that's the thing that gets me too, man, is like, I <laughs> I know that everybody's out there trying to make a buck, man. And I can appreciate that. I like money. Money is great. Um but I cannot stand when people are like, hey, are you looking for a professional podcast engineer? I could do it for you for $25 an hour. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, you can you can do this shit for free from your computer. And you're going to sit there and charge 25 bucks to people? Like, it just, I get that people are trying to differentiate themselves and be like, you know, I can teach you how to do it. But, like, it, if you really want to do it, you'll find a way to do it without having to pay somebody. And especially in a medium where you can record on your phone, you can record on your computer. You can do literally everything by clicking a button. Yep. It just like, it just baffles me because as we've seen before, you can have the desire to want to do th- something, but if you can't actually like put forth the effort, then none of that stuff is, matters at all. Yeah. And, and, and like you say, there's so many mediums. I mean, even if you, let's say you don't have Skype, but you're on a smartphone, there are apps uh, I don't remember the name of it, but I remember me, you, and I think Tamika were talking about something last year where yeah. her and Yo were trying to figure out options for for their podcast. Yeah, and I was like, you know, there's a there's an app that uh, I know someone who uses it, and it literally will do everything for you. All you have to do is just record. Yeah, yeah, and we found like ZenCaster for a while where yeah, you yep. use, we were using that. Yeah. Like, there's so many. Well, hell, things back out in the there. day, dude, we freaking audacity. Yeah. yeah. And Audacity's yeah, completely Audacity. free. Yeah, Audacity's awesome. And I still keep Audacity on my Mac, even though I have GarageBand, which is, I mean, ultimately, like, easier to use and more powerful. Sure. But Audacity does some things that GarageBand does not do. And it's for awesome. freeware? For freeware? I mean, that just open yeah. source that somebody made and, like, here you go, world. It's really good for that. I just, like, I'm, I'm not one of those people that is like, oh, capitalism is the worst thing in the world. But I'm kind of with it. Where like I I love I love the idea that there's a free way to do everything, you know, and like it's not about the money. It's about your desire and your will to do something like every episode of Stop Me If You Heard This is like, especially the Nirvana one, man, that was me pouring like my soul into that. And I didn't have to chart that that didn't cost a thing. I, I literally did that. You know, just in my free time. Like it, it, I didn't have to go to a studio. I didn't have to do anything like that. And I sent it to some people that I know that are in the, in the industry. And one of them came back and they were like, where the hell did you do this? And I was like, um, it, you're going to laugh at me. I was like in my bedroom closet. And he was like, where did you put this together? And I was like, garage band. He was like, this is like professional grade. He's like, there's a couple of tweaks that I would make because it sounds off in a couple spots. He's like, but dude, he's like, this is what, I know professionals that do stuff like this and it's not as good. And I was like, okay, you're, you're just shining me on right now. And he's like, no, seriously. He's like, this is really, really good, man. He's like, and like, I didn't really know that much about Nirvana. He's like, but I sure as shit do now. And I was like, well, thanks. He's like, and I wasn't even interested in this. I had to force myself to listen to this. And I was like, well, thanks. Appreciate that. He's like, no, seriously. Like, yeah. Who is this? Like, was it stop being friends with them real quick? (laughs) Yeah, he was. And like, yeah, it was just it was kind of crazy. Like it was. Yeah, yeah I think there, I yeah. think there's a, there's a lid for every pot, right? I mean, there's the people out there that are, you know, like to change their own oil and feel a sense of accomplishment from it. 
Yeah. And there's the people that are just like, look, it's just not my world. I'd love to pay someone to change my oil for me. And I think it's the same for podcasting. I mean, there be some people out there that like, look, my brain is just not wired this way. I need someone to teach me and help me do this. And there's people like us that are like, half of the fun is just doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not, not just having the conversation, but like yeah. I know for you, Mike, like you get enjoyment out of and, and feel a sense of accomplishment from the work you put in behind the scenes. And it shows in the, in the care and attention you put into it. And yeah. um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, bemoan anyone if they want to do it a different way than we do it. But yeah, you know, I'm so glad we have the option to be like, yeah, here are all the tools go, go wild guys. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is this, I mean, this is literally the DIY era because if you don't want to do it the way that we do it, I mean, before I was doing this with you guys, like I was, I was a big user of blog talk radio and all that really required me to do was to call a number on my phone, hit record on my computer and boom, it record, it records it for me. It kept up with analytics for me. If I wanted to bring guests on, I could do that. Like it, it was everything at my fingertips without really needing assistance and and all it took was uh, a a phone and the click of a button here to hit record on on the computer i mean it's like you said there there's multiple ways there's multiple ways to to do stuff and and it's you know, depending on your cup of tea and how much effort you actually want to want to uh, put into it I, I mean you can you can accomplish it if you if you literally want to do it i mean this came up um, when I was at Otakon a couple of weeks ago uh, at one of the music panels. Mike, I told you about uh, the the the, the nerdcore guys I met. Like they had a panel where they were like they were talking about kind of how they got started, and literally all of them were just like, "Yeah, I didn't really have anything but my smartphone, but I really wanted to make videos, and so I did just just using that." And look at where I am now. I, I think that it's. <laughs> There's a certain mindset that I really appreciate. Like it, it goes back to like without going into like a whole deep dig psychologically about me, but like one of my one of my heroes growing up was Cal Ripken Jr. And what's what is he known for? You know, the, the Iron Man streak, right? Like playing three thousand plus games without taking a break, like consistency, like finding a way to get through stuff, like playing through back spasms, which if you've ever had those, those suck. Like uh, uh, severely sprained ankles, broken fingers, like you find a way to get through it, you know? And like, it's the same, honestly, like my whole life is kind of like this. Like if I can fix something myself, I'm going to, and there's, and, and as Steve had mentioned, like there's such an awesome sense of accomplishment when like you're living on your own, you're five hours away from any of your family and your dryer breaks. And you're like, what the hell am I going to do? Cause I can't pay for a new dryer. And you take the damn thing apart, you figure out what's wrong, you fix it, and it works. Like, there is no joy, short of, like, winning, like, maybe, like, the Stanley Cup or something like that. But, like, you feel so goddamn victorious, and you feel like you are the greatest man on the on the planet. Like, there there is no person that can top you. You are, like, the, the epitome of all things, like, male. And, like, you're like, I fixed a broken thing. Ah, oh, it's it's just so, like, gratifying. And it's the same thing with this. Like... There have been walls that I've run into where I'm like, I can't figure out how to do this. And then I figure out how to do it. And it's just like, yeah, I'm smarter than the computer. All right. So you're, you're going to be playing against the deep blue chess machine or something soon, Mike versus the machine? Yes, that is exactly what I'm going to do. I'll <laughs> teach myself how to play chess again. I used to know. I, I think it's like riding a bike. Like you should still remember for the most part how to do it, but I'll probably need a refresher. But all I remember about playing chess when I was a kid is I was I was fucking horrible like that's <laughs> yeah. all i remember i just I got my ass handed to me on a regular basis like it was I, I didn't understand the concept of thinking moves ahead because you have to predict what the other person's going to do and that's difficult so see now espn in honor of uh the movie dodgeball they turn espn 2 into espn 8 the ocho oh, and they put on like kind of like the extremely obscure sports mm -hmm. and the one that was on is called uh chess boxing and you do three minutes of chess and then they move the chessboard out of the middle of the ring and then two guys start beating the hell out of each other in a boxing match. <laughs> what? And then the winner <laughs> is either the one who KOs the other guy or checkmates it. Like you can there's two winning conditions. <laughs> and they just keep going back and forth like that until one of those two things happens. So Steve, this is that was the perfect segue and you didn't even realize it because <laughs> What is tonight's episode of GGR Pirate Radio about? It's random. 
we don't know because we have a random question generator that is going to be the backbone of tonight's episode. I'm going to hit next question. It's going to generate something. I'm going to ask one of the two people here and we'll go from there. I'm going to have them do the same thing for me. We're just going to go and see where this thing takes us. So it's going to be a wild ride tonight, guys. Strap yourselves in. Prepare yourself for another awesome episode of GGR Pirate Radio. You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. Start your computations for time warp. You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail, everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn same. thing. So you just put him in the morgue. You goddamn right. It's called Pirate Radio. It is useless, Lucius. Don't let yourself be destroyed as Obi-Wan did. $10 for a BJ, $12 for an HJ, $15 for a ZJ. What's a ZJ? <laughs> yeah, that's big man. You can't afford it. This is called Pirate Radio. Pain heels. Chicks dig scars. Glory. Last forever. Lady, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the store. Who the hell are you? Name's Ash. Housewares. Poorly clever. Make a wish. Wish you weren't so f***ing awkward about this. It's called Pirate Radio. Before we get started. Be like, oh, these are stupid guns. Guns are for jerks. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, no. Action news. And now, your host, Mike Lunsford. I'm totally going to use that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this is GGR Pirate Radio. Guys, we have a website. That's what GGR stands for. It stands for what our website is, and that's the Great Geek Refuge. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Check it out. There's articles. There's podcasts. There's all sorts of great content. You guys should definitely give us a look, give us a read, give us a follow on all social media, but also make sure you subscribe to those podcasts because that's the best way to hear all the stuff we got. As I mentioned, my name is Mike Lunsford. I helped find and create this site back in 2014. There was a guy who helped me figure this out. He's with us tonight. He's my co-host of GGR Pirate Radio. He was the co-founder of The Great Geek Refuge. His name is Steve Monick. Here's a random question for you. What is the game show that always starts with questions or answers and you give the question? Um, uh, oh God, I know this one. Um, the one with the whammies. What was that? Pressure luck. Yeah, that one, right? You got it. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week, folks. Uh, (laughs) this is not just a duo when it comes to podcasting on the great geek refuge. We are a trio. We are the trace amigos. We are the Trace Caballeros, all those three combinations that you've heard out there, three musketeers, all of it, that's us. Uh, pot, possibly, yes. I mean, if you come back down to Virginia, Steve, if that's how we got attempted to do it, we can. But the other guy is one of the most talented independent rappers I know. Every time he puts out a song, he's like, hey, Harry, you should listen to this. It's pretty good. I'm like, this isn't pretty good. This is fucking awesome, dude. His name is MC Brooks. Andrew Garfield is not my Moon Knight. Yeah, right? Like, let's start on that for just a quick second. Um, it needs to be Keanu Reeves, period. Like, he needs to be Moon Knight. Like, I I can't... I don't want Garfield doing it because Garfield was a Spider-Man, and I feel like there's enough other actors out there that could be him, but I, I, I'm kind of all in on this Keanu thing. I want Keanu to be Moon Knight. Yep. I've been I've been saying this since... Uh, ever since that article came out saying that he was talking... Like, Marvel has been talking with him about trying to find a role. Like, that's the role. Like that that's it right there. Just sitting there waiting to be done. And hey, with this blade reboot, I mean Hello, it's right there. Yeah, v- very true. Steve, what's your take on uh Keanu as uh as Moon Knight potentially? I would I would take Keanu Reeves in just about any role. Um yeah. the one 
the one mock-up I saw the one time where I'm like, yeah, I, I could see that um, Adam Warlock in the Guardians 3 kind of thing, working oh, with yeah. James Gunn and that, and that crew. That would be kind of cool, yeah. I, I could see his kind of, you know, off-kilter personality kind of working for Adam Warlock, but he would do well with Moon Knight's kind of psychosis, crazy personality, too. Yeah, this is this is very true. So, you think how we did that, folks? We took a, a, a random comment. We turned it into a little conversation here. That's what tonight's episode is going to be. It's the random question generator. That's the backbone of tonight's episode. Uh, we It's easy. It's conversation conversationstartersworld.com slash random hyphen question hyphen generator. Check it out. If you just type in random question generator on Google, it's right there. It's fun just to kind of throw out there for conversations. Like I could imagine if I was single going on a date with somebody and asking them some of these questions if I was bored, like if it wasn't going well, like just pulling up my phone and like hitting random and be like, I got a question for you. What's expensive, but totally worth it. Hey, that's the first one I got to random yeah. my ass. Yeah. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Well, that's no too. good. Maybe if I hit next question, is that the next one? Like do animals have rights and do those rights extend to all animals or do the rights change based on the complexity of the animal? Boring. So you got um, the animal one, but it's different. What animal oh, okay. are you surprised isn't extinct yet? Humans? I was going to say deer. They're really stupid. <laughs> I hate them. And I hate them. They should die. This whole, yeah, deer, this whole episode is going to be the horse-duck conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was telling Rambo... Um, I was telling Rambo that I had a similar conversation because he talked about like the, the whole horse duck thing was all the, the precipice for that was the uh, the conversations in the elevators that are boring. And I had somebody in an elevator with me that I that I knew like in passing, but I didn't really know, know like as friends at my workplace. And I looked at them and just randomly we're, we're standing there waiting for the elevator to like the elevator door to, to close. And I was like, let me ask you a question. It's like if you weren't working here, what's like your dream job? And she kind of thought about it for a second. She's like, I think I would want to be a vet tech. She's like, what about you? I was like, well, I would quit my job. I would cut the sleeves off of all of my shirts. I would get some bandoliers and I would go down south and I would hunt wild boar. And she goes, wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, it's dope. It's like apparently like when pigs get out of their pens, they turn feral. And once they turn feral, they're vicious and they make they cause like millions of dollars in property damage every year. So they hire hunters to like kill wild boar. And I would be totally down for this. And she's like, I'm changing my answer And like <laughs> for the next like four days, like we continue to have this ongoing conversation, but like Steve, you've worked there. You know how it goes. You can't really like have really, really long-term conversations. So they'll get broken up into pieces. Right. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, is like one of us will like have to go do our job and then the other one will come on break and pass by the other person and we'll pick up right where we left off. And it's like, I mean, you would definitely buy those Duluth trading pants, those firemen, those fire hose pants that like can't be cut. Yeah, of course, because if the boar attacks you, you don't want them ripping through your pants and breaking your legs. Right. And she's like, well, yeah, of course. Right. And like we've gotten other people in our crew, which we're calling the boar core. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 wonderful. Like it's <laughs> and like we're telling people we're like, this is what we're going to do. And they're like, I think this is a wonderful idea. Yeah. But it's just a bunch of nerds that work at this this place with cubicles, like talking about like weird bands bandoliers and like rambo-esque like headbands and like carrying like heavy weapons when most of them are probably never even fired them like it's it's quite it's quite enjoyable i'm very excited for when you guys get the corporate email that says please stop talking about this boar core cult that has started <laughs> spreading around the office it's gonna be wonderful i am so excited <laughs> i honestly thought this was going to be some reference to the, the uh the uh, newest uh, Twitter meme with uh, 30 to 50 feral hogs. Oh, yeah. I no, thought that's surpri there was Surprisingly, going. it wasn't. <laughs> because this is something, this, this is a bandwagon that I've been on for many years. Because sometimes when, you know, work is monotonous and you're just like, sometimes like just kind of staring at the at the window daydreaming of like what your life could be that that's the kind of stuff i picture i'm like you know like if it was just me and like sandy and the kids were doing whatever i would just i'd move to australia and hunt all the crazy animals that are there and just just cuz like why not you know like stupid things like that these are the things that pass into my brain and i brought it up to people i'm thinking that they were going to think i was crazy but no apparently a lot of people are on this bandwagon with me so <laughs> And uh, one one last thing too. Yep. What is the horse duck conversation? Because I've, oh, I've 
you didn't listen to that that episode. Okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm like, because because I did have a horse duck conversation on on Facebook earlier, but it was just totally different. So Rambo posed the question: What would you rather fight, a horse sized duck? Oh, that, oh, that one. Okay, I did hear yeah. this. Okay, I did yeah. hear this. One. Okay, okay, you did. Okay, yeah. Oh, or a hundred okay. duck sized horses. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was, our, yeah, we had a pretty good conversation <laughs> for a good ten minutes about it. We did, yeah. It was it was great. It was it was very very much fun. Let's go ahead and spin the wheel, guys. Let's get the first random question here for us. I'm going to hit next question random a couple of times. Spinning the wheel right now. Here we go. I pose this to the group. What is the most disgusting sounding word in the English language? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I can say this word. <laughs> just remember, I can bleep it out if I need to, but we'll still discuss it. It's not a swear word. It's just, uh, honestly, I think the word queef is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> just the sound of it. And not only that, but the context of what, like, just everything about it is disgusting. And I hate it. <laughs> I don't say it. I don't think it's funny. It's, it, it grosses me out. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I just, there it is. <laughs> I appreciate that, Steve. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be dead honest for every question tonight. <laughs> that's that's what I'm looking for, honestly. Like I think that's gonna be the best. Um, it's funny that you say that because when I was reading this, I had a word that popped into my head that is very similar to that, and it's quaff, and it means something completely different. It has to do with like you know, like somebody will be like, "Oh, you, you, your hair has a nice quaff to it," and it just it sounds gross. Like it sounds like something you don't want. Like, yeah, like I'm I'm pulling it up right now. Quaffed is, uh, oh, apparently it's drink. Drink heartily. He quaffed pint after pint of good Berkshire Shire ale is what the internet says. And that's well, quaff. I I always thought it was like in reference to like someone's hair. Their hair is well quaffed or <laughs> now I'm oh, because I'm spelling it wrong. C-O-I-F-F-E-D. That is also it's pronounced the exact same way, but they mean completely different things. <laughs> it says from the French verb uh coiffer which means to do someone's hair. The English word coiffure uh, generally me- refers to a hairstyle or previously a headdress. To be well coiffed is therefore to imply a well-done, well-arranged, stylish hairdo. Please so don't look go. up the origins of my word. I don't want to hear about it. I don't think I <laughs> want to know, to be perfectly honest. Like, it's... Uh... <laughs> I'm looking it up anyways. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> What's your word, MC? Yeah, go ahead, MC. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the the same vein in the sense uh, smegma, <laughs> only, <laughs> only because I only because I know what it is, and so like just great. I just, <laughs> just I I can't. <laughs> what I just can't. What the hell is wrong with us? <laughs> and then and then oh. I, I hate that the internet has turned it has turned it's like turned it into a meme at one point. Did they really? Yeah, just 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 don't look up anything with the phrase "Is that the cheese?" Because yeah. Oh God, no thanks. That, yeah, that, like sounds like phonetically really close to magma, which I think is a super cool word. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Know. Well, you know, magma, and then and Jesus, <laughs> it is pretty I, gross. I actually have a really funny story about uh about Steve's word. Oh God! Please so, go, ahead. <laughs> so, go for it. Pr- quite possibly one of the funniest things to ever happen uh, to happen in a science class. So I was in my uh, <laughs> physics course, and we were we were taking a test. We were taking a test. We had an exam that day, and my my teacher did not proofread like the words he used, <laughs> the words he used uh, on the exam itself. So I, I don't remember what the one question was, but it was something it was something involving the word queen and he replaced it with the word queef. <laughs> but, but then but then to make to make matters worse, the very next question he had accidentally uh replaced the word orange discs with <laughs> another D word. <laughs> orange orange dicks, right? Orange <laughs> dicks. <laughs> that's that's 
terrific. And like we all just erupt, we all spent like ten minutes just laughing at it. And like he couldn't even be mad at it because he was like, yeah. And he was a young guy too, so it was like he he like joked about it too because it's like or- to put orange dicks on. Hey, maybe he's just watching the, the Jersey Shore or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, go ahead, man. Your all right, first all right. randomly generated question. Yeah. So what from the present will withstand the test of time? And I'm going to go ahead and add other than GGR. Well, obviously. Roaches. What? Roaches, yeah, yeah, because they're like indestructible. Okay, was, so I heard, I heard brooches, like the uh, woman's <laughs> pin, and I was like, "What is she thought? Like, is this kind of meme that I'm completely ignorant of?" I don't think yeah, you understand. You know how brooches last for forever. <laughs> it's the next James Bond movie, actually. That's yeah. the title. Brooches, brooches are forever. <laughs> okay, so I shouldn't lead these questions anymore because apparently I'm an old deaf man. <laughs> ah, what brooches? The hell are those? <laughs> roaches oh yeah and i was just reading a story about roaches too that was saying that like they're now becoming immune to pesticides and, incess- and, and insecticides yeah. like they're just this unstoppable monster apparently and to, to be honest uh, i was just watching a video about uh chernobyl um i haven't watched the series yet but I, i've just been really interested um and the because science channel on youtube has been doing videos about chernobyl and like their most recent one was a video about whether all the radiation from from that may have created like any type of mutant animals or anything like that from the the wildlife that is still there and surprisingly enough like the the insects insects are actually one of the they're one of the better species that uh that can that are like unaffected by radiation wow that was kind of interesting yeah like I was reading that like more like earthworms and, and, and shit like really thrived in the area because like the soil was like untapped by anything else. So there's like these big giant earthworms that are growing there. Like, but it's not like they're like unnaturally huge where it's like, you know, like a 1950s movie where it's going to like come out of the ground and like, you know, have the U.S. Army fight it. But unfortunately, yeah, I know. Right. But yeah, like what would stand the test of time from us? See, that's the thing is th- th- in my free time. I, I, I research so much nonsense that so that I can just talk about random shit like this. And I was reading that basically like our current society, everything's digital, right? So we save all of our media, all of our news, all of our art. It's all digital. Very, very little of it is physical media anymore. And, and digital media has a shelf life. But also too, just imagine like if let's just say Star Trek is real, right? And it in the 24th century, somebody finds my MacBook Pro and they're like, oh, let's see if we can get it to work. First off, they're probably not going to be using the same sort of data retrieval system anymore. Secondly, like, how are they going to power it? Because they're using like a completely, no, nobody's going to have a, a power cord. I mean, I'm sure that they could like um, replicate one, but like, they're not going to use the same stuff. And who knows if the language is going to be the same? Who knows if they'll understand what we're saying when we're saying juice bag? Like it's there, there's so many different things. And like, honestly, most of the data would probably be gone from the laptop anyways. It would just it would it would have decayed at this point. And it's kind of a scary thought that like all of the stuff that we do and all of the things that we say and all the things we create, all the art we create is essentially just going to be gone one day. Like it's just not going to stand the test of time because we don't do paper we don't do we don't write it down we don't put it on buildings like those sorts of things are almost passe yep and the well the crazy thing about the, about it and maybe it's not that crazy is that's probably been true for various societies like just over the course of time itself to this point you know how many how many things have been lost to history that were destroyed in fires or or through natural disasters that they were unequipped to deal with yeah. Uh, maybe uh, things uh, things that were just unable to be translated from whatever uh, whatever was used to transcribe or create them in general. I mean, like I, I think that's kind of been true for for most things, you know. If I'm going like utopian society where things are good in the future, I think the thing that's going to stand the test of time is our 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 fucking ridiculous American diet that we have. Like people in the future who will all be in good shape and well equipped to handle the rigors of, you know, 80 to 90 years of life. 
will look at like, holy shit, did you see this giant sandwich that they used to eat back in the 21st century? Like it had bacon and chicken and mozzarella and it had honey mustard on it. Like this is like a heart attack and a bun and people ate these on the regular. Like they will make fun of us for like the ridiculous things we did where it's like they had a thing called a turducken. It was a turkey with a duck and a chicken all shoved inside. Why the hell would you need to do that? And like they're just not going to understand like the excess culture that was the 21st century where it's like, fuck it, put bacon on on everything like that's going to be our lasting impression to like future generations is these were some fat assholes <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good answer where like what will stand the test of time the generation you're currently in looking at past generations and thinking how stupid they were yeah exactly you know, like like it'd be like us looking at people in the 1920s and being like look at that stupid hat they're wearing they look so dumb like that's probably what it is and then forgetting that like yeah, they probably weren't that dumb. They just didn't have the same technology that we yeah. have. But look at I that mean, stupid like, that stupid bicycle they have with one big yeah. wheel and one tiny wheel in the back. What the hell were they thinking? They were called flappers. That's so stupid. <laughs> Twenty three skidoo. What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, MC, your turn at the random question generator. Alrighty, let's see what we got here. What is the craziest, most outrageous thing you want to achieve? Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. I don't think it's crazy, but it, it could be when you think about it. It's it's just like a website that me and a bunch of my friends created and we podcast on it. I would like to someday be at an event where somebody is like, hey, you're Mike Lunsford. I listen to GGR Pirate Radio. You guys are fucking awesome. That's the kind of thing that I want, not because like I want the recognition. I just want to know that I've that we've reached somebody outside of, of here and actually because I mean, like we see it in, like in the in the reviews and stuff that we get on iTunes. We see it on the um, the fact that we have a, a, a good amount of subscribers. But like I would love to actually have the face to face conversation with somebody that I've never actually met and and be like, oh, yeah, I listened to your shit, dude. It was good. Like. I think that would be kind of cool. Like MC, I'm sure that that's very similar when it comes to music with you. Like if you, you, somebody's like, Oh shit, you're MC Brooks. You did that awesome song. Like that, that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I think that's like the, not the craziest thing that I would want to achieve, but yeah, like that's, I, I would love it if GGR became a thing that was recognized for what we're trying to accomplish. And it actually was something that like, cause we're already seeing results, but like, I would love it if it's like, it became a thing where people are just like, yeah, these guys are fucking awesome. And here's why, like that, that would be dope. You know, like you said, like it's because they are enjoying it. You know, they, they've yeah. gotten something out of it. It's not cause I mean, if you, if you really want to be famous and, and seen and known, like there's kind of like shitty dick ways to do that. Yeah. Where you're kind of like going out and like intentionally trying to be famous but yeah it's because it's like no i i genuinely provided someone with a couple moments of laughter and enjoyment and that kind of thing yeah absolutely that, that's that's at least my take on it yeah for sure yeah what um, about you yeah what about you guys go ahead steve yeah mine's probably a little more like individual but i would like to lose over 100 pounds damn that's a really good one yeah, I'm one. I'm down 30 so far, so almost awesome. there. I, you know, I will co-sign that one as well. I don't know if I want to be that skinny because I've been that skinny before. And I I don't think I want to get back to that point because I remember how hard it was to be at that point. <laughs> like how much exercise I actually had to do. So it's, but yeah, I would love to be able to, because we, you and I talked about this in like in person where like, our goals on trying to lose weight and the reasons why, like, I just want to try to, I, first off, I need to do it just to be healthy. But secondly, like that's an accomplishment, man. We were talking about like having that, like that level of accomplishment that you were able to do something on your own. And the same thing with weight loss. I would love to be able to get to that point. Yeah. Like I, I want to set an example for Jack. Cause I mean, growing up, it's not like my parents are both in good shape and everything. And it's just, you know, I had the opportunity to be fat and I feel like like most people in America when they're given like when you're joking about the diet and everything, like when given the opportunity, we run with it. And yeah. now it's like, a, well, look at these terrible, terrible decisions I've made. What am what am I setting my son up for? And I'm also going to 
really run the risk of losing out on some time with him because I'll be too busy being dead, you know, to, to spend time with them. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, an absurdly high mark that I think I can hit, um, you know, through, through diet and everything. So it's, it's going well so far. It's just, you know, I, I keep trying to remind myself, like, you know, it took you probably like, since you went to college, uh, 15 years ago as a freshman, like it took you 15 years to get to this point. If you can even do it in a year and a half, that's one tenth of the time it took you to get this bad. That's still pretty good. So I'm, I'm not rushing it or anything, but that, I mean, as far as outlandish goals that you mentioned, like that's a big number, triple digits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it would certainly be something to be like super proud of for sure. Absolutely. And, and honestly, much luck to both of you. Cause you know, I'm on, I'm on that, I'm on that same journey myself. Um, I, I've lost about, watch out. Sorry. My dog is like trying to jump on my lap. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've lost probably about 30, 35 pounds. I haven't, I haven't weighed myself nice. recently. Um, what are, you, what are you doing? It's, it's mainly just, I work out just a lot of walking. Um, I change up a lot of my own eating habits. I mean, I've been I've been doing really poorly recently because summer and laziness. But sure. <laughs> um, that should that be the change- title of your next album, right there, "Summer and Laziness." <laughs> but yeah, it's been. Uh, it was primarily a, a diet change. Like I started eating a lot more fruit, incorporating fruit with my meals, even if it's just, you know, even if it's just like a couple strawberries or an apple or something like that. And then I just. Uh, I started just setting uh, setting aside a couple time every day to just go for a walk, you know. Just you know, there's a there's a nice park that's down the street from my house, and so, um, I you know I set aside some time uh, in the morning or in the evening, and I just I go down there. You know, if I have time and it's not crowded, then I'll like maybe do a lap around the lake that's there, and then you know I'll walk back and like just like I don't always feel like oh, sorry i had to just get some out of his mouth <laughs> no so dog we're trying to lose weight Gosh. not gain weight no dog no being so greedy jesus he tries to literally eat everything hey but, he's trying to help you so you can't <laughs> he's a he's a goddamn american is what he is <laughs> but um yeah it's, it's, it's mainly just that been that just diet just a uh, you know changing a little bit of you know, what I eat, you know, and, and how much I eat of it, incorporating some fr- like fruit and then just, just walking. Yeah. And like, it, it was kind of something I wanted to do anyway. So like, I've, I've taken like the walking I've, I've taken, I've taken as an opportunity to like, Hey, catch up on music. I haven't listened to in a while or catch up on new projects by people that I like, who I haven't gotten the chance to, to listen to or listen to podcasts. You know, that's what I, I was doing that when I listened to the Nirvana episode of stop me, if you heard this, yeah, you know, so it's uh, it's it's and 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 honestly, I like I like I don't always see the results, but like people have have said stuff to me like, oh, your, you know, your your shirt looks a little big on you, like, or you've definitely gotten smaller. And even though I don't see it, like, it feels nice to get the recognition that apparently it's working, even if I don't necessarily see it just yet. Yeah, that's. I got to a point where I was. I don't even want to say it because it just makes me feel like such a fat asshole. But I got to a point where I was at my heaviest point that I've ever been in my life. And I was like, holy crap, I got to do something about this now. And for the most part, like I would say my soda intake went down tremendously. Like I would say that where it used to be like uh, we would go through a 12 pack every week between me and Sandy. We no longer drink them pretty much at all. Occasionally we'll have one. It just is not a thing anymore. And I thought it was gonna be really hard giving it up, but it really wasn't. Uh, we did the we did the vegetarian thing last year. Uh, we got off the bandwagon a little bit, but we've gotten back on it. So we there's they have this place called Cava near us, which is like a Mediterranean Chipotle basically. And I was looking at all the stuff that I could get in my little like bowl with pita and stuff, and I realized I was like I don't really need meat at all in this because for me I love eating. That's the problem is I, I God I love it <laughs> so much, and like. And saying, well, you just need to cut back on the amount of food you eat. You know, why don't you go fuck yourself? Go away. Nobody asked you. Like, I I enjoy it so much. So I can't, like, completely, like, limit myself where it's like, well, I had four raisins and a pack of crackers. And that was my breakfast. (laughs) Like, I need to be able to have food. So I I have to just cut 
as much stuff out. So I'm going to, I'm cutting out cheese as much as I possibly can. Like we had vegetarian tacos for dinner tonight and instead of cheese, we cut up avocado and surprisingly enough, avocado actually texturally, like when it's in something kind of makes it not taste like cheese, but it has that same kind of like goopiness that you're kind of craving. Oh, and avocados where it's at me. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it, it got to a point too where Steve, you said something about this and it really kind of rung true with me too. As I look at my son and like, I'm not going to berate the kid cause it's not his fault, but he's, he's a little bit chunky. He's a little overweight. And I realize why that is one inactivity. He's not doing enough physical activity, but two, because we haven't really given him the best examples as far as how you should eat. So I don't want him to have problems later in life because of bad decisions I made in as, as an adult, but also too, it's to kind of go to a dark place for a second here. Like my mom died before she was 60 and I was 32. And that scares me to think that Jax could be in the same boat where he's in his, not even in his mid thirties and he's having to deal with a dead parent. And that was enough to like, maybe I should get off my fat ass. And instead of just finding a new image for the podcast thumbnail, maybe I should get up and go run for a while. Maybe I should go swimming and do some laps. Like I've gone to the gym at, the workplace like two or three times in the last like week. So I'm doing better about that. Uh, like Jackson, I went to the pool the other day and I was swimming laps in the pool. Like I'm now using that, like, Hey, before you get on the computer and work on anything, GGR or do anything related to the podcast or anything like that, you need to go do some exercise. So I think it's just going to be changing the mindset of what's the priority. <laughs> See, look and, at that random that's, that's... question, bringing this all out, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, but but that I mean, that's true though. I mean, that that's like getting getting started is really like the hardest thing that you can do. Like, I feel like once you really get into the like the routine of it and you develop a routine, and even if it's maybe not as consistent as you would like it to be, but you're at least doing it. Like, you like the 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 best thing is to is to at least start. You know, yeah. that was that was my hardest thing to to get going, and now it's like you know, it's like for me, it's every day. It's like okay. Okay, I have, I have okay, I have this much time before I have to go do X, Y, and Z. So you know, let me go, let me go at least walk. You know, half you know half the route I normally do, or let me get out now, or you know, like just let me do something. You know what I'm saying? So like I've I've gotten to the point where it's say it's second nature, and even when I fall off, like I've also gotten to a point where like I feel bad if it's like oh like crap I didn't, you know I, I wasn't able to go do it or I didn't you know I didn't I didn't go do it and. and you know, like I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to fall off because you know, for me, it's like it's, it's, it's not only second nature, but it's also something that I've like. It's it's important to me that I that I do this, that I continue doing this, that I stay on this. Like, just you know, I, I think I can I can go all the way back to middle school with things that I have started and fallen off, and I say I want to do them, and then like I start and then fall off and just kind of never get back around to it. Um, but this is something that I know is going to have benefits. It's going to have real benefits for, for me, uh, for my family. And, you know, if I have children, eventually it'll have benefits for them too. So, you know, like I, I, you know, I kind of try to hold myself really accountable as far as like staying consistent. Cause I think that's, it's really easy to fall off, but once you've gotten started, it, it can, it can be really easier to keep up with as long as you've gotten yourself into somewhat of a habit of, you know, doing it. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Like it's, yeah, gaining gaining the weight was easy. It's, oh, it's yeah. losing it. It's gonna be hard. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, who who's up next? Uh, I think, I think you, you are. Back to me. Yeah, okay. I've got a really interesting one here, uh, and that's gonna be what's been the most significant plot twist in your own life. That one's easy because I actually alluded to it in the la in, in this last question that we just answered. So for the most part of my life, like I didn't really lose anybody close to me. Like I had I had an aunt that died when I was, gosh, how old was I? Maybe like 18 or 19 years old. Uh, and that really sucked. But for the most part, like not nobody really, really, really close to me. And then in a, in a string of like five years my my grandmother who was my mom's mom who was like my hero and I, i've talked about her she was the one that uh was a nurse in brooklyn in uh when world war ii first started and she had tickets to go see a broadway show 
and her supervisor was like, um, yeah, you're not going because you have to work. And she's like, no, I have tickets. I'm going. And she's he's like, well, you're not going. I'm telling you, you can't go. And she told him where he could shove it and quit. Went to the Broadway show and then the next day joined the army as a nurse and was in India like within like a week. And like if that's not the most badass thing you've ever heard, like this, this woman was just like she was she was made of, of of rock, dude. She was just such a badass. And on top of that, she was just one of the sweetest, nicest people in the world. I talk about her. God, I talk about her all the time. She's the one that was really into the arts. She was the one that was a patron for the Kennedy Center and like would take me to go see plays. And like we went and saw um, the birdcage together because she loved seeing the the Broadway play when it came out. And when she died, like even when she died, it was like a like a like a badass man. She had a, she had a bowel obstruction and it caused her to to faint one day. And she fell down and the doctors were telling her, they were like, okay, listen, we can remove the bowel obstruction because it's causing you some poisonous stuff to get into your system. We can remove the bowel obstruction, but you will be confined to a wheelchair for the rest of your life and you will have to wear a colostomy bag. And she was 93, 94 at the point, And she goes, no, I, I don't want that. I want to go home. She very easily, and I'm not calling, let me state this up front. I'm not calling anybody who would make the opposite decision weak or anything like that, but that's a strong ass decision to say i know that i'm going to die and i would rather die than live like that and she went home and she, i mean she passed away around my my family around me and my brother and sandy and my mom and like she she li- she she went out like she lived her life man like on her own terms how she wanted to do it and like seeing that and then a few the years later my mom passed away and then a few years after that, both of my grandparents, my dad's parents, both of them passed away within like two days of each other. Mind you, right around my birthday. So that was a good birthday present. That was the biggest plot twist in my life because I had all of these people that were super influential on who I was all pass away within a four year period of each other. And it was like, and I'm not saying this for like sympathy. I don't want any of you guys to feel bad for me because those things happening really put, really changed my perspective on life because I, you, you all real, I mean, we all get to a point where we're in our twenties where we think we're invincible and nothing's ever going to happen to us. But then there comes a point where you have to realize that you're not. And that really solidified that. But it also really kind of gave me a really interesting perspective on, on life and death. Some people, no matter what, no matter what they look at death and they're like, it's this horrible, sad, it's always sad. It's always this horrible thing. And like, I've managed to find humor in it in a way or beauty in it in a way like a perfect example is when my grandparents when my dad's parents passed away they passed away on February 13th and then February 15th my birthday is the 15th and my my grandmother passed away first and my grandfather because all of the kids were coming up because they were both in the hospital at the same time on death's door and all of my aunts and uncles came up to be there and my grandfather didn't pass away until my youngest uncle got to Virginia and once he got to Virginia, it's like he knew he was like, all right, they're all here. The whole flock's here. And he knew that he could rest if that makes sense. And like. There, there's a certain beauty in that, you know, and like not only that, they were married for 75 plus years. And like they they left together, you know. And like that's that's a again, it's a plot twist. And a lot of people would just be like completely depressed and broken up about it. But there, there was there was some beautiful shit out of that. And touching in a way and and it's really given me perspective on not everything has to be a tragedy there can be joy in tragedy so that was long-winded as fuck i am sorry guys um but yeah that's that's my biggest plot twist mine was when i found out i wasn't the real spider-man i was the clone the whole time (laughs) you were ben (laughs) riley What an a- idiot thing to say after your thing. No, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what to say after yours. Yeah. Yours was kind of like, you know, heavy. And it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, I really nothing that can live up to that. Well, like, it's not about living up to it, man. I mean, I just want to know, like, yeah. for, for you, like, when did it all change? Like, what, what was the thing that you were just like, wow, this is things are different now? Like, I mean, Probably the kind of standard answer is that, I mean, people give for a reason. I mean, when I got married and when I had kids, I mean, that that 
really, uh, you know, when, when it goes from priorities being around one set of variables around multiple sets of variables, it just literally changes the entire way you have to think about kind of all your decisions. But that's not like the question was like, what's the biggest plot twist? And it like wasn't a twist. I was planning for it. You know what I mean? Like I knew these things were coming up and they were conscious decisions that I made as opposed to, uh oh, so what what's happening now? You know, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't really prepared for the whole dad thing. Like there were little things that I didn't see coming. Like when when Jax was physically born and the doctor is pulling him out and holding him and you look at your your son and it's this gray blob and you're like what the hell is that thing why is it gray and they they have to remove these plugs that are in their nose it's these mucus plugs because they're swimming in amniotic fluid before this so they remove those no- things and they literally like pat them on the back and you hear it like gurgle as they're coughing up shit and then they start breathing and then they start crying and then they go from gray to pink and like that was the craziest shit that I've ever seen. I was like, wow. Like yeah. <laughs> this thing went from who knows what it was. I mean, it was a baby, obviously, but like all of a sudden it's alive now. And it was, it was just, it was, that was remarkable. Like that was something that's an image I will never, ever forget. Yeah. Watching, watching the baby act. Did you actually watch? jacks get born oh yeah yeah because like you know the the old like 50s trope where it's like the 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 husband out in the lobby like with cigars and passing them out because he didn't go back there no i was the exact opposite or like the newer trope where it's like the dad looking and like fainting because it's too much for him to deal with no i was fascinated i was like what is that oh that's cool check that out like oh that's what that looks like i was fascinated by the whole thing i thought the whole the whole process was really cool I agree. It was the same for me. I combined the two, the modern being in there and looking, but the yeah. 50s version of still smoking the whole time. <laughs> um, they were very upset that I was in there. <laughs> M- MC, man, what's your, what was your, your, your plot twist in your life? Um, 2013, um, when my mom got, my mom got sick. So my, my mom has uh, beaten colon cancer three times. Um, the third time she beat it, though, there was like some sort of uh, growth or something uh, that was that, uh, maybe it might have been a tumor um, that was that was going inside of her. And so she had to have this uh, this this surgery. Right. Supposed to be just a just, you know, just a, a routine, routine thing. Uh, she was going to, um, you know, be be hospitalized for a couple of weeks and then she recover and then, you know, she'd be able to, you know, go back to to live in her life, etc. Um, I mean, like it was it was it was like it was such a routine kind of thing that like I wasn't even here when like when her surgery took place. I actually had a, a show in New York that I was, I was headlining. So I, I wasn't, I wasn't even here for it. And kind of in the aftermath of it is when I found out like, Oh, that, that actually all that stuff I just said was, was not the case that, um, that there was chance that like if anything, anything had gone wrong, she could have, she could have died on the, on the, in, in the hospital. And her recovery was, was not routine at all because her, body ended up getting like really really sick to the point where they had to take her stomach out and part of her lower intestine and so you know my mom who's always been this kind of this warrior who's just always you know put others before herself you know always given her last you know dollar or whatever if it meant something you know someone else got to have what they needed whether it was me my siblings any of my neighbors you know, anyone else in our family, regardless of whether they were on good terms or not, like that was the kind of person, um, kind of person that she was. And, and you know, to, to see her kind of go from being that to this point now where like she's, you know, she has to rely on us now, like before any of us were really prepared or, or ready to do that. You know, my mom uh, is, let's see, 2013, my mom was... Uh, so she would have been 58 at the time, 58 years old. And for the most part, you know, it's still kind of in 
in uh in in good condition but like after that surgery and and whatnot like between then and now like there have been so many so many trips to the hospital uh so many hospital stays where she might be there overnight she might be there six months just kind of don't really know don't really don't really know what to expect and at that particular time I mean, my, my grandmother lived with us, too, because my, my, my grandmother um, was was uh, in her 90s and she didn't want to be in a she didn't want to be in a group home or anything like that. And uh, unfortunately, the last home she had been in prior to living with us at that point was uh, she got abused by one of the nurses there. So it was doubly important you know, for her to to be, you know, to be with us. And my mom had accepted that role like even in spite of her own health and so now like with with my mom being sick and then uh, my grandmother you know needing additional care and then my grandmother unfortunately passed away in 2014 um but then like the responsibility still then fell on me and and my siblings to to take care of my mother because like she couldn't work anymore you know, there. You know, th- we had to really step up, and a lot of the things that she had been doing were things that you know we, things that me and my siblings like we had to take responsibility for. Things that we had to, we had to handle. You know, we had to contribute in ways that you know you kind we kind of didn't really think that we would have had to, um, and, and which was you know just it was it was it was. Like it's 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 really different, you know. Like I'm I'm at a point now, like it's it's weird for me to think about what my life was like prior to 2013, because you know I'm I'm kind of used to being in this place now where, you know, I'm I'm helping out with you know bills and whatnot. I'm 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 supplying groceries, you know. I'm doing I'm doing like you know all of these all of these things that you know you kind of take for granted when you're young and, and not really thinking about it. And then, like balancing that with the fact that you like actually have to come to terms with, hey, like mortality is a thing. You know, the the people you know are human. You know, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna be here forever. You know, La- two years ago, like August is always a weird month for me because two years ago I had three people that I was close to pass away in yeah, like dude. a week a week in like a week of each other that's my february like every my mom my grandmother both my dad's parents they all passed away in february so yeah it was it was just the craziest just the just like the weirdest thing like you know and then one of one of them being kind of like someone who i hadn't like i hadn't even known him very long but like whenever he would see never put make social media posts about you know not feeling too hot or being said about music and whatnot like he would always hit me up and try to you know, pass words of encouragement, like it was, and it was weird because I had just talked to him like the day before everything happened, um, and like it, so, like August is always weird, you know. Like I consider that kind of also like a, a thing too, because that was kind of like the first t- the first time I actually really had like people that I knew that I was like that I conversed with that I spoke to, spoken to, and and you know like like having to deal with the fact like oh hey like they're not here anymore and i know like i've been i've been rambling and like the connection (laughs) was was really just was really just that you know like it like started with my mom's health and 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 all of that happening and kind of like not really knowing you know what's gonna like what's gonna happen like you know is this going to be the last time that she's here you know, back then, like it was, it's, it's, it's really warped my own like perspective the last six years or so, especially when it it comes to like just death and and people that I know. You know, so it's 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 been interesting and and just very different and difficult at times. But yeah, dude, I trust me, I, I know exactly what you're what you're going through with with that. Um, I don't want to end this on a dark note, guys, but we're going to come back. We're going to do a, a second part of this because there's so many more questions. But honestly, this has just been a great opportunity for us to learn e- about more, more about each other because how do you learn by asking questions? And I, I love that nobody's 
on the surface with this where it's like what was the biggest plot twist in your life ah when you know i i, I got my playstation 4 you know or like <laughs> when yeah like everybody has like a, a, a an answer that that impacted their life greatly and i think it's awesome it's what i love about doing this with you guys every friday night so we're gonna come back in just a couple minutes here um or for those listening on the podcast stay tuned for episode two of our random question generator uh, again guys this has been ggr pirate radio don't be a juice bag do you ever think of me in the quiet in the crowd thank you for listening to ggr pirate radio make sure you check out our website greatgeekrefuge.com for more podcasts and our awesome articles you were strangely less in pain Triumphant in your mind of the logic that you hold You said no one would ever know The love that we had shared As I took my leave to go It was clear you didn't care But where are you now? Pirate Radio Network production juice bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>